This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Today's episode is brought to you by the NBA Store. A new year brings the start of a new NBA season. Suit up with the latest gear to show your support for your team. We may be sidelined from going to the arena, but that doesn't mean you can't watch the NBA from your couch in style. We are teaming up with the NBA and Podgo to bring our listeners up to 75% off on selected items. Yes, you heard that right. Go to podgo.co slash NBA for up to 75% off on selected items from the NBA store. The NBA, where amazing happens. Welcome, everyone, to Radio Techers. What's going on, everybody? It's long time, no see, but we are here once again with a brand new episode of Radio Techers. Mags, we've got a lot to talk about, right? We certainly have. We've, it's, it feels like we've been away forever. It, it certainly does. But uh, you know what? It's nice to be back. It's nice to be here. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get the show on the road, huh? Let's, what, what do, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I am Tanner, aka the clean shaven gentleman. Mm, no, the Texas gentleman, of course. Um, <laughs> along Soul with Mike, Tanner. Soul Patch Tanner. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about my my, my upper lip being so naked. I don't know. It's not the. I think I need to regrow the mustache. You look so young without without the mustache. Well, well, thank you. I, I think I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, uh, along with me here, my good friend and yours, the hardest working man in all of podcasting, Mags. Mags, how are you doing today? I am doing really well. Third podcast of the day for me. So, yeah, I'm a busy little beaver being uh, podcast big fish. Yes, 
It, big fish indeed. Big fish indeed. <laughs> uh, well, we, we've got a lot to talk about, so I, I promise I won't uh, keep us dawdling for too long. Uh, but we got to pay the bills a little bit here. So uh, if you haven't done so already, if you're joining us, thank you. We greatly appreciate you for joining us. Uh, make sure to uh, give us a like, a share, uh, talk to your friends about Radio Techers. Subscribe, of course, if you're not subscribed already to uh, Shooting the Sports-ish. Um, and, of course, um, uh, we do have some sponsors sponsorship up in the the corner over over, over over there there you go uh thrive fantasy thrive fantasy supports shooting the sports ish uh you know tells thrives fantasy that yeah you know radio techers and shooting the sports ish uh, brought you to them they will uh make sure to uh uh, uh reward you handsomely i believe is is, is the, the the deal uh currently mm-hmm. due to our sponsorship with them so make sure to check out thrive fantasy and please do gamble responsibly um also brand new here uh because uh, there is some crossover between uh premier league fans and uh nba fans uh today's show is brought to you by the nba store uh which is now in partnership you can go to uh podgo.com slash uh pod podgo.co rather uh slash NBA, you can get up to seventy five percent off on selected items uh, from the NBA shop. So again, that's podgo.co slash NBA uh, again for up to seventy five percent off on selected NBA gear. Uh, so that's pretty cool, Mags. Just in time to get your brand new James Harden Houston Rockets jersey, oh. or or Brooklyn Nets jersey. Whatever you would fan, uh, fancy, I, I, I guess. Uh, whoever he plays for. Um, uh, do you God. know who he plays for, Mags? I'm lost. No. I believe he got traded to the Nets. There you go. And See. also, he, su- he sucks, apparently. <laughs> even Mags. Even Mags all the way in jolly old England knows. You got to go to podgo.co slash NBA to get your brand new James Harden jersey. So, yeah. Or literally any other jersey that you ever would want (laughs) rather than James Harden. Or any other jersey. You know, know, a um, Kawhi Leonard LA Clippers jersey, right? Uh, Because we all know that that's Tony's favorite team and favorite player. Um, So... Anyway, uh, we've got a lot to talk about. I promise that we wouldn't spend a lot of time dawdling here with the intro. But um, nonetheless, uh, let's get over to uh, what I like to call our top story. Sorry, we're back. We're back. <laughs> uh, so, Mags, as you can tell in the thumbnail of today's episode, uh, Manchester United, top of the league, first time since 2017. Was that was that when Mourinho was still in charge? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I, seems, I believe that sounds so. Right. Top of the league, top of the form charts. I mean, this is a team everybody was slating. I mean, we even partook in a little bit of Man United slating not too long ago. But I do believe that we have been more lenient towards uh, Ole. Uh, we felt he's been given the kind of uh, the the rough edge of the stick, I suppose. But wow, nobody expected Man United to be top of the league. They were when they were languishing down in 14th place, and look at them now. Four wins out of five, 
mm-hmm. only dropping two points out of the last fifteen. It's it's an incredible turnaround. So here is where I get a little bit confused, and maybe not confused, and, and maybe not even frustrated. What I what I'm trying to figure out is. How exactly did we get to this point? Because like you said, not too long ago, we were talking about Manchester United being on its deathbed. And now they've put together a great run of form. They are, you know, um, they're top of the league, right? Is this just down to uh, the team, you know, performing well above what, what, what was expected of them? Was this, this, is this an easy run of fixtures for them? I guess, how did we get here? is my question I, I don't even think that they performed particularly well I mean uh, the, the the win that got them over the top was uh, was the Burnley win and um, as as biased as I am as a Burnley fan uh, I don't think Man United were, were that good of a team against Burnley uh, and they certainly really struggled to get that, that victory I think it's just a case of Fighting tooth and nail to get the points, rather than uh, trying to play uh, flamboyant, flashy football. They're just mm-hmm. grinding out victory after victory after victory, and and whilst the teams around them are, are slipping up and dropping points here and there, Manchester have just been able to quietly pick up win after win after win without looking um, like contenders and really just sneak their way to the top of the league. It's uh, It's been interesting to watch. I mean, this whole season has been interesting to watch. You look at the current table now, and United are obviously three points clear, but from uh, second to sixth, this, this three points separating like five teams. Uh, if Liverpool, for, uh, God forbid, lose to Man United and everybody else pick up points, Liverpool can drop from first to sixth in the space of seven days. That's that's mind blowing. It's such a tight league this year. Um, yeah, it's, it's this is a, a massive, massive anomaly. No, and and I guess you can kind of go all the way back and look at some of their uh, their results back in December. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Manchester United and Man City drew nil-nil on the 12th. We talked about how much of a boring game. That was, that was maybe one of the worst Premier League games I've ever seen, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, but then yeah. they go on the 17th. They beat Sheffield United 2-3 which is an oddly competitive game considering how terrible Sheffield United have been so far this season. Uh, and then on the 20th, United beats Leeds 6-2. And I think that's kind of where the turning point was for them. Um, they did kind of hit a bump in the road with Leicester City 2-2 on uh, Boxing Day. But ever since then, it's been a it's been a 1-0 win against Wolves, a 2-1 win against Aston Villa, and then a 1-0 win against Burnley. So they are they are doing a little bit of the, the grinding the results a little bit mm-hmm. here against teams that are uh, quite frankly probably not anywhere close to the level of talent. I guess maybe of what you would find on Manchester United's rosters. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the the two times that they they almost slipped up was the Leicester one, and Leicester have been playing absolutely out of their skin there, uh, this season, uh, really looking uh, like potential title contenders. And Villa uh, for a team that 
struggled so much last season. They've been uh, an absolute revelation this season, and Man United was were able to squeak past them. And it's the one nils all the time. It's the winning by one goal. It's not destroying teams. I mean, the the Leeds game is a massive outlier, obviously, but even in that game, Leeds didn't look like a team that deserved to lose 6-2. They mm, still gave mm, Man United uh, uh, a lot of problems and a lot of the, uh, the teams that Man United have faced have given them a lot of problems. It's just the defence has been so resolute and then they've been able to to squeak that that one goal uh, on, on their opponents and, and, and pick up uh, three points and that's what it, it boils down to at the end of the day you can play all the flashy football you want you can win five six seven nil but it's getting the points on the board and that's what Man United have been able to do in this in this Christmas and New Year period mm-hmm. uh, you, you brought up uh, uh, Liverpool um, that is of course the big game this week uh, is, is Manchester United Liverpool uh, one of the oldest most um, divisive rivalries in, in all of world football. Um, this is a big game for 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 <laughs> literally all the chips are, are on the table here. Um, Liverpool wins, they can go back to the top, right? Uh, United wins, they stay at the top, and Liverpool could possibly be taking a, a tumbling as far as probably maybe six places, what you uh, maybe alluded to here, mm-hmm. uh, Mag. So uh, it, it, in my mind, the game is won or lost by Liverpool's defense and what they choose to do in the defense. Um, where to you it, it, do you find that the game is won or lost? Yeah, I think you, uh, you uh, speak a lot of sense. In terms of... Uh, of attacking prowess against for for Liverpool, I think uh, they seem to have, have hit a skid recently. Um, none of the 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 major three players are, are really kind of uh, standing out over the last three or four matches. Uh, and I think is it it's it's about four weeks, five weeks maybe that since Liverpool actually got uh, a league win, they've uh, drawn mm. uh, two and lost one of the last three. So. This is a massive, massive skid for for Liverpool, uh, but you can never count out the likes of Salah, uh, uh, Mane, and and Firmino as much as I've tried to count him out this season. Um, so the the battle will be against Man United's defence and Liverpool's attack. Um, yeah. In terms that's of even, that's even better analysis than maybe what <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, in, in terms of Man United's uh, uh, attack. Um, I think the Liverpool should have a, a, a relatively easy time of, of, uh, of uh, stopping Man United because even though they're picking up wins, they're not scoring a lot of goals. Uh, again, outside the the Leeds uh, the Leeds game, uh, if you take that that one out of the equation, they've actually only got twenty eight goals this season, which is really really low for for Man United. So they've they've got Rashford who is very hit and miss. Martial who couldn't hit the, a band over banjo. Uh, <laughs> the the main goal threat is coming from penalties. It's coming from the uh, Fernandez. Um, so if if mm. Liverpool can uh, can be solid at the back, which we know that they can be, uh, although the last three or four games have not quite gone that way, uh, this is Liverpool's game to definitely uh, be able to win. The, the worry would be if you did lose 
you are gone from uh, at the beginning of December being top of the league, three points clear, to uh, the middle of January being six points beyond Man United, uh, who are who are grinding out victories that maybe, I mean, I mean, with this season, I'd say it's a, a maybe again a, a bridge too far. But with the, this season, who knows? Chelsea may still come ro- uh, barrel rolling through and win this league. Yeah, it's just so such a, a wacky, wacky season. I mean. Brighton may come come good and absolutely demolish this league for 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 all we know. I just I don't want to to bet on who's going to win it. It's just madness. I think there's one team that really, um, in all honesty, uh, kind of terrifies me right now. If if I'm anybody in the league, uh, that that would be Manchester City. Actually, they've still got a game in hand. And they are. If you're Manchester United or Liverpool, you should be very, very worried about Manchester City and them just swaggering through the the next few weeks and picking up wins uh, whenever they can. Um, you know, well, I, I again, much like Man United, though, they they're not impressive wins. They're not no. wins where where they are absolutely playing their opponents off the off the park. I mean, De Bruyne is is. Is arguably playing the some of the the worst football of his of his of his Manchester United career, uh, Manchester City career. He can't, he can't, he like Martial can't seem to get a goal. Um, we saw, we've seen Sterling uh, really drop off form. Um, Phil Foden has been uh, been the guy who's, who's rescued their blushes. I mean, the match against Brighton. Um, there was many periods in that where Brighton really gave it to Manchester City, but just like Man United, they're grinding out victories and they've won four mm. uh, league matches on the bounce. And I think they've won seven in total on, on the bounce. So it, they're a, a very, very scary prospect. I mean, looking all the way through the top five, um, you've got Everton who are doing really well, aside from uh, the loss recently. Uh, Leicester who dropped off a little bit, but still very, very dangerous. It's uh, it's very much a pick'em in this top six, and mm-hmm. a win, a win either way, and a couple of losses, and all of a sudden you're you're you're, you're looking to fight your way back into uh, Europa League spots rather than even Champions League spots. It's uh, it's such a, a mad season. Mm-hmm. No, I mean you're you're absolutely right, um, and I mean you look at uh, uh, coming up right there in the sixth place spot. You've got Spurs, who we were talking about only mere weeks ago, being title mm-hmm. challengers. Um, yeah. You know, ever since ever since they went to Anfield and and had a little bit of a hiccup right there at the ninetieth minute, uh, they don't look to be the same Spurs team. Um, one win in five. One win in five. Uh, so it's um, it, it it's going to be interesting. Um, Everton hanging tough there, I, I think, still uh, is an interesting prospect. Um, where is is who's hosting the game? Is it is is it at Old Trafford or is it at Anfield? I'm I'm not even quite sure. Do you know? Um, it's at Anfield. Um. Well. Uh, if they knock on wood, have fans at Anfield, uh, then I th- I would I would say I favor my Liverpool Reds to pull this one off. Uh, I th- I think Liverpool will get the victory. Um, 
I don't think it'll be an easy match by any stretch of the imagination. Mayara have certainly got their, their tails in the in the air. Um, mm-hmm. But Liverpool need this victory more uh, more than Man United do. And I think Klopp will realise that if he, this is a, a six-point game, he has to win mm-hmm. this uh, and hopefully be able to motivate the players uh, into, into pulling out that victory. Scoreline prediction, Mags, for Liverpool and Manchester United. It's going to be tight. I'm going to say 1-0. Interesting. Um, I see... (laughs) uh, Call me crazy. But because of how this game is historically, how much it means, and just the amount of stakes, I see this being a really wild ride. I, I I see I see Liverpool uh, that their 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 front three of Mane, Salah, and and Firmino uh, hopefully get back on track and click again. I see Thiago Alcantara starting. I see him being able to spray around passes, but I also see that Manchester United is going to be in there and they're going to put on a really gutsy performance as well. They're not going to want to lay down for Liverpool uh, with the possibility of them being able to have an edge over. Liverpool mm-hmm. and trying to put them back on, uh, take them back off their perch. Yeah. So, uh, that being said, uh, I see your one nil, and I'll raise you. Uh, I'll, I'm going to say it's going to end three two to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be a, a banger of a match, uh, <laughs> and yeah, we, we will. We shall see. We shall see we shall on see. Sunday. We'll, we will we will live stream it most likely uh, on Sunday uh, if if possible depending on what your schedule is Mags uh, I'll I'll make sure to wake up Stephen early enough for it I'm sure it's, it's certainly uh, doable <laughs> let's let's try let's try and do that um, we'll see what happens <laughs> let's see here uh, elsewhere uh, this weekend we have. Ooh, okay, so um, tomorrow there's actually an Arsenal game against Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be that should be interesting. And then all, on um, next Monday, uh, Arsenal plays Newcastle. Um, Arsenal's kind of uh, gone through a little bit of a transformation as well. Uh, it seemed like uh, playing the kids and shaking up the lineup uh, has uh, really done the trick. Uh, for uh, for Arsenal here, um, finally playing some players who Arsenal actually means something to. Uh, the, the shirt on the badge actually means something. <laughs> Funny how we said that that was the case, and and lo and behold, you do that, and and it works. Uh, they may have uh, have got rid of uh, the 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 albatross around the net with. Uh, Ozil going to uh, potentially Fenerbahce, which is a shame after that. Uh, the way his kind of uh, Arsenal career has, has gone, uh, I really feel for him. Uh, and also, there is talks of uh, bringing back uh, Gwendouzi from uh, his loan at, uh, I think he's at Hertha Berlin, uh, where he's been uh, absolutely smashing it. Uh, Arteta is looking at perhaps bringing him back earlier to, to um, fit back into the squad. If you're Mikel Arteta, like that has to be egg all over your face. That has oh, to be like that. That phone call, that phone call must be horrific. <laughs> I bet, I bet he choked on those words. Absolutely choked on them. 
Yeah, I mean that's 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 a massive blow to your ego as a as a coach, <laughs> as a manager, and having to put your tail between your legs and say I was wrong about you. You know, like we actually please save my career. Yeah, please, please save my job. I mean, well, look, where does Mikel Arteta go if if this does not work? Right, mm-hmm. like that's the question. So he needs somebody like Guendouzi right now uh, to actually like make it happen around uh, Arsenal. Yeah, um, I mean we've seen that as well, and we've spoke about uh, young managers getting high-profile jobs that they perhaps weren't ready for. Uh, we've seen it with Ole, uh, who is ironically is coming good, but Lampard, he's uh, he's having a, a real struggle at, at Chelsea, and there's, uh, there's talks of, of him maybe with his head on the chopping block, and unfortunately, I can't I can't kind of, uh, I, I can't disagree with it because I, I think th- these uh, managers with uh, th- with kind of this, these affiliations with clubs that they were great players at uh, instantly getting jobs that they, they're not really kind of qualified for um, it, it's always going to end up in, in disaster and we've seen that with uh, with Arsenal and Arteta and we we kind of seen that with, uh, with Chelsea, especially when you think of how much Chelsea spent in uh yeah. in in the summer and they're languishing in now place over 220 million pounds mm-hmm. yeah. on players uh a, and, a quarter yeah. of a billion yeah. a quarter of a billion pounds yeah and, and and what's what's crazy is is that frank lampard and not not to get off topic here with arsenal because i mean we'll get back to arsenal here in a second um <laughs> Uh, Frank Lampard still hasn't figured out where to play Kai Havertz, like yeah, you, <laughs> or Timo Werner, or Timo Werner for that matter, or Timo Werner. Uh, he he he. It's like he doesn't have any kind of philosophy on on anything that that he does. He's just like, all right, let's try this. All right, well that didn't work last week, so let's try this. And and, you know, and and it's because he hasn't he hasn't been able to learn his managerial chops. I mean, he had a uh, a successfulish season uh, at Derby, and then he's thrown in at the deep end. And I do feel for I feel sorry for him because it, it must be hard to learn on the job in such a high profile uh, position. But I I always kind of appreciate when uh, a, an ex player learns how to be a manager from grassroots. You look at uh, the likes of uh, um, Xavi Hernandez was instantly offered the the Barcelona job and he turned it down and said, no, I want to, I want to get my managerial uh, chops and, and he'll come to Barcelona a better, more rounded manager. Uh, Whereas Lampard is, is, is there because he's a fan favorite. Um, mm-hmm. And the same with Arteta. He's he's at Arsenal because he was a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Like you know, uh, Xavi uh, Xavi did it correctly. Uh, Xavi her um, uh, Alonso is is doing it the right way. Um, I mean, you could you could point to a lot of uh, former players who are uh, you know kind of just easing themselves along and and not. Uh, not putting <laughs> the foot to the pedal. I mean, even Ollie to an extent. I mean, he was he was coaching uh, in a, a much smaller league before he got the Manchester United. <laughs> no way. Yeah, uh, Mold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy how that's worked out. And, yeah, with Chelsea languishing in ninth place, I mean, that's that's pretty nuts. Um, but, yeah, uh, Arsenal ha- themselves, getting back to Arsenal, Arsenal have a pretty uh, tight schedule this week with a game tomorrow and then another game next Monday. So not a lot of uh, rest time uh, between here and there. Um, uh, let's see here. Also this weekend, we've got... Uh, let's see here. Burnley playing West Ham. Let's talk a little bit about Burnley, Mags. I know that you uh, just came off the game with Manchester United, uh, but also even bigger news that we haven't yet had a chance to cover. The takeover is official. You guys have new ownership. Talk to me about it. Yes. Um, um, quietly, uh, I, uh, I mean, I said to this to you by pre-recording, but I don't want to kind of say that this is going to be uh, the, the saving grace of Burnley that we're going to go out and, and, and spend a bit, uh, millions and millions. I want to be uh, optimistic, but temper my expectations because we've seen huge investment in clubs uh, absolutely work. But we've also seen clubs where they've been invested in and and it doesn't work at all. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then the club suffers for years and years afterwards due to stuff like financial fair play. I personally don't think Sean Darch is is that kind of manager where he will go out and and buy uh, millions and millions of pounds worth of players because of the name. He's never really had huge budgets at Burnley anyway. Uh, And even before he he came to Burnley, he was never... um, someone who, who was able to go out and spend a, a lot of money. So he's always had that kind of um, um, nuance about picking up players who fits his system, which I, I really do like. And that's one thing that's keeping me optimistic with the uh, ALK takeover is they're not just a, a company coming and buying a football club. They actually did a lot of pre-purchase uh, uh, homework and they they went out and bought a football analysis uh, company, a company called AR Scout, which uh, which a lot of Premier League and, and international uh, 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 clubs deal with to uh, to use statistics and science and, and uh, analysis to uh, to recommend players uh, that to sign rather than go for huge names with huge price tags. Uh, AR Scout looks at the the club's requirements, uh, looks at uh, what they need um, from a statistical point of view and will recommend players uh, alongside that. Um, now, with ALK buying that company and then buying Burnley, that really kind of puts us um, at the forefront of using uh, science and, and data to uh, bring in players, and I'm hopeful uh, that, that we'll be able to benefit from that really, really quickly. Uh, a bit of breaking news that's come out over the last day or so is that uh, AR Scout have actually developed an app uh, for uh, the clubs and for managers to be able to quickly uh, input what they require and it will recommend players from uh, uh, lower leagues or non-league or even like players from uh, foreign leagues uh, who they could uh, then go and, and scout and, and and hopefully bring into their club. So Burnley are really kind of leading the way in this uh, in this scientist uh, scientific uh, data um, in terms of transfer. So hopefully it will come good quickly. Um, but I'm quietly optimistic that it's a good thing for Burnley. I mean, the, the investment is definitely a good thing. We have 
We have gone the last 10 years on shoestring budgets. We've gone the last 10 years on paper-thin um, uh, teams. I mean, even this season, we were fielding youth players on our bench because we didn't have enough players to make up a full squad. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to bring in some some players to, to really round out that squad. Um, and yeah, it's the future's looking bright for Burnley. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we could really do well out of this. Is there anything that uh, the representatives uh, of the consortium that that purchased Burnley, is there anything that they've said that has really kind of touched you as a Burnley fan? Because I know that they've they've spoken a lot about uh, very eloquently about, oh, you know, that that we want to be part of the community and that we want to be one with the fans like we are here with you. Um, I know that even I think prior to. uh, prior to their their first game post takeover, they they had sent out something like, um, you know, we're, we're really upset and disappointed that because of COVID protocols that we're not able to like be there with you for that first game, um, and, and that that kind of resonated with me. Even I was like, oh wow, I mean, they they kind of like they they want to be there with with the the fans with the community for the game. I mean, is there anything like that 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 they've said so far, or any actions that you've noticed that have really kind of resonated with you being a Burnley fan. Yeah, uh, I think uh, the the the, the uh, managing director is a guy called Alan Pace. Um, he's he's been uh, really kind of reassuring in, in the fact that this is not uh, a quick fix for Burnley. This is a, a long term project, and that they are invested not only in the club but also in in the town as a as a community. Uh, they really uh, understand that the um, the, the football club is the heart and soul of, of, of our town and they really want to kind of bring the, the town together and, and almost like uh, uh, bring it together as a family. Uh, but the, the one thing that really kind of hit home with me is that, um, that Alan Pace and, and his team uh, are moving into the area and they're going to live in this in this area, which... It's quite shocking, really. I mean, you you wouldn't see uh, the owners of, of Man United or the owners of Liverpool or Arsenal or Chelsea all live moving up uh, up in sticks and moving into that area to to focus on that club. They would have uh, teams uh, uh, who they would uh, who would answer to them. But he's actually coming in and bringing his team, and they're living in the community, and they they really want to get in, ingratiated with the club, uh, which for me is. It's a, uh, it's just a, a great way of, of proving that this isn't just a business investment. This isn't just a, a way to make profit. This is uh, looking at improving a club for the long term and, and really kind of making Burnley uh, a sustainable um, uh, football club for with long term uh, ambition to be a force in the Premier League and. Yeah, it, it, there's there's a, a a buzz about the town. Uh, it would be better if we were allowed to uh, be out and about with uh, with our fellow fans, but lockdown uh, with COVID is, uh, has put pay to that. But yeah, there's definitely a buzz about uh, what uh, Alan Pearce and his team at uh, ALK are going to bring to to Burnley. Yeah, man. No, I mean that's. Uh, I, I mean that's actually really, really cool. I didn't know that 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 uh, he was planning on actually moving uh, in into the area. Um, well, I'll, I'll I'll ask one more thing of you just regarding Burnley and the takeover. Um, it is January. 
it's shopping mm-hmm. season, right? If you had a wish list for the new ownership as to what to bring in or who to bring in uh, to Burnley in the uh, the window, because again, like you said, Burnley's not been a club that goes out and buys, you know, uh, the Mbappes and the Neymars of, of the world. They don't go out and buy the big names. Um, so as far as realistic transfers, a wish list, right? Um, who do you see Burnley picking up here uh, in, in the January window, if anyone? Okay. Uh, I do think there'll be some signings. Uh, I presume that we will do our our annual bin dipping where we'll look at the lower leagues and uh, and look at some players who are potentially going to be big stars. Um, but now we've got the investment, uh, first thing I think that I'd like to see the club do is nail down James Tarkovsky to a, a, a contract. His issue uh, isn't, that, isn't that he wants to leave because he doesn't see... Uh, uh, international future with Burnley. That's certainly not the case. If you look at uh, uh, many of the defenders who've been at Burnley, they've been able to still get international caps whilst at the club before moving on. Um, I think it's it's definitely a financial thing. I think with... uh, with uh, West Ham being interested and potentially Liverpool being interested, he knows that he's got a, a value on his head and he doesn't think that the club uh, and him are, are quite uh, on the same page. So with new investment, I would say definitely tar Tarkovsky down to a, a, a long-term deal. But and, – and this six months ago would have sounded unrealistic, but now with the funding – I think we. I'd like to see someone like Diego Costa rocking up at Turf Moor. I think his tenacity would fit in well with uh, with 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 Burnley. Uh, we we are shy of goals as much as I like uh, Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood. We are struggling in front of goals, and I, th- I certainly think Costa could help with that. There is there was talk that he was going to Wolves, but apparently the uh, the Wolves chairman has said there'll be uh, no more funds for 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 Wolves. So it, it's it's a potential move. Will it come off? Probably not, but it would be uh, it would be awesome to see uh, Diego Costa in those claret and blue. Well, and what's interesting is is that uh, he would actually be uh, a very um, interesting proposition for Burnley because he, he, while he is maybe on the um, the latter side of his career, um, he's very vis- physical. He he will uh, he will play that 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 version of football that that Burnley play. I mean, he would fit seamlessly into that system, and he's a free agent. I mean, you can't really uh, correct you can't really go wrong there. <laughs> so yeah, no, that'd be that'd be very cool. That'd be very cool. Um, no, that's awesome, man. Because I like I said, I, I wanted to ask you about that and see you know kind of pick your brain about uh, about Brighton and not Brighton Burnley and. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to somebody else about Brighton some other time. Who knows? Um, but yeah, man, that's awesome, and 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 I'm I'm really happy for you because I I've, I've really enjoyed the the promising signs uh, that uh, uh, the new ownership has been kind of conveying here uh, regarding uh, Burnley. Uh, so they do play against West Ham this weekend. Do you have a, a prediction uh, for Saturday's game with with uh, West Ham? 
yeah, we're going to spank West Ham all over all over the park. Uh, one nil Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> well, very very cool. I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go two nil Burnley. I, I think that they'll they'll have a a, a better game uh, against the leaky West Ham defense. Um, Leeds United versus Brighton. I do see this going in Leeds United's favor. I mean, maybe you could prove me wrong based off of what you've seen against uh, Manchester City today. I don't know. Um, but I, I actually see Leeds uh, going at Brighton here in this one. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. Leeds have won three out of the last five. Um, Brighton, are, uh, I feel for Brighton because they, they play really attractive football. Uh, it's just they they, they can't get goals and it, mm. it's such a such a shame uh but yeah i, I can't see past a, a leeds victory there so yeah i'll agree with you on that one <laughs> uh we have one of the more lopsided london derbies uh, that you'll ever find uh fulham uh versus chelsea potentially a big game here for chelsea they need to pick up some results here mags um, I mean, it may not happen against Fulham if uh, if the match gets called off with uh, with COVID again. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Uh, it is currently still scheduled, uh, but it could go. Um, at least I believe it's still currently scheduled. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's not been aban- uh, not been uh, postponed as of yet. But Fulham's form is uh, is interesting. They've drawn their last five league games, um, where Chelsea haven't have only won one in five. So it, it's tacked on to be a draw, surely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is, if Chelsea draw with Fulham, that's got to be Lampard's job, surely. So, so let, let's swing back around to that because we've talked about Chelsea. Earlier in the show, and 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 this is maybe a question that I, that I wanted to ask then, but I felt as though we were going to come to this anyway. Um, let's say Chelsea do sack Frank Lampard. Let's just say that they that let's just say that that happens, right? As much as Cam, who may or may not be in the chat, I don't know. As much as he might hate that, um, if you if you sack Frank Lampard, what do you do? Where do you go if you're Chelsea and, and Roman Abramovich? Okay, I mean there is a couple of uh, big name managers on uh, on the on the 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 job hunt, I suppose. I mean he could easily go with uh, his old faithful uh, Gus Hiddink. He uh, him and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. He absolutely adores Gus Hiddink, but <laughs> when you've got the likes of um, Favre and uh, Thomas Tuchel available, I mean, they, I mean, Favre didn't have the best of times at uh, Dortmund this season, but he's certainly a quality manager. Uh, but Tuchel is available. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I've been looking instantly for for Thomas Tuchel. Uh, Tuchel was was one that I thought of. The first one that came to my mind, I'll be honest, was Allegri. Allegri uh, mm. hasn't managed a club in quite a while. Uh, I mean, last job was at Juventus and previously helped resurrect uh, uh, AC Milan, and then he redefined what Juventus looked like uh, for for a while. Um, and, and he's someone who always gets linked to high-profile English jobs, but never 
has bit the bullet. So, yep, yeah, that's a, a a good shout. Yeah, I mean, we, we know that uh, uh, Chelsea has quite frequently uh, caught the eye of uh, Italian managers before. For whatever reason, I'm not quite sure. Maybe maybe Italian cars are big in that part of London. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Perhaps. Italian fashion. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I think uh, I read a report uh, earlier today that uh, there's, there's talks of bringing Abram Grant in as kind of a uh, an understudy for for um, for Frank, someone who we could who we could lean on, I suppose, but. Yeah, that that seems like a weird setup, um, but it's yeah. a possibility. I mean, you you would think that there'd be uh, there'd almost be too many cooks in the kitchen, uh, mm-hmm. as, yeah. as as we say here in the states. Uh, you know, there's it, it, you would almost wonder who's managing the club at that point. Um, yeah, but. I don't know. Maybe that's just my take. Um, two clubs and two managers that I have personally a lot of respect for: Leicester City and Southampton face off uh, Saturday. Um, that is going to be a big, big match with a lot of big implications here. Mags Southampton mm-hmm. currently sitting in seventh. They have a chance to go into the top four, maybe, possibly, depending on how the results roll. Um, you know, they might be shooting anywhere between you know, uh, staying where they are or, you know, competing for Europa or Champions League spots, which is not unfamiliar to them this season. Leicester City have to grind out a win here uh, against Southampton uh, with this match here uh, just to uh, sustain sustain where they are in the league currently and even try and better uh, where they're at in the league. Um, Any predictions for this match, Mags? Yeah, this is a, a really interesting tie. Two teams who are, are, have had slight dips in form recently, but uh, got back to winning ways uh, in the in the last games. And two teams that are, are really reliant on one goal threat uh, with Ings and with with Vardy. Um, so yeah, there's a, a lot of kind of um, a similar uh, looks with with both these teams, but. I think Leicester have been doing some amazing stuff this season. Uh, really kind of impressed me. Harvey Barnes has been uh, an absolute wonder. James uh, Madison, since coming back from injury, has, has just been the engine room of that team. And uh, mm-hmm. Jamie Vardy, that guy just keeps rolling back the years and, and is is as a hot a striker as he's ever been. Uh, so I, I think Leicester pick up the win. Good deal. Uh, I think that Leicester will will probably end up squeaking by, um, but I could just as easily see a draw here. Uh, I, I think a, a draw might be a safe bet uh, for, for me. Uh, Aston Villa versus Everton, another uh, fiery game here, but this one here kicks off action on Sunday. Again, that's Aston Villa versus Everton. Um, I mean, this is another one that could really go either way. Yeah, um, Everton, um, a, a, a pushing Man United for for having the best form, four wins uh, out of the last five. Uh, they've had a real kind of a roller coaster season. They were the absolute best team in England for for the first seven weeks, then dropped off a cliff, and then suddenly are climbing back up. And and even them, are, uh, Everton are still in touch with. Uh, 
with uh, Liverpool, only one point behind Liverpool. Uh, so depending on the results of this weekend, Everton could potentially still be second place. Um, mm. But you're coming up against Aston Villa, who have been playing some absolutely glorious football. Uh, Jack Grealish has been a revelation, as we expected him to be. Ollie Watkins has been playing out of his skin. Um, so this could potentially be the the match of the weekend for in terms of entertainment um mm. I, I think i think i'm going to go with a draw though um i think that would be the fairest result and and potentially the best result for liverpool mm. <laughs> perhaps so i don't know you don't have to do this for 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 my part here i mean i do see a 2-2 draw happening uh but i i could just as easily see a 2-2 draw or a 3-3 draw with leicester city and uh and southampton to be quite honest mm-hmm. uh quite the opposite here sheffield united and tottenham we both know very well uh how both teams play here I, I think we would be lucky to see a one nil victory uh, either way. Um, I, I would, I would probably, I, I'm feeling gutsy here with this game though, Mags. I'm thinking two nil here to Tottenham. I think that you've got goals in Sun, you've got goals in Kane. I, I just feel like that's the right result. Okay. Um, interesting. I mean, Tottenham struggled uh, today against uh, Fulham. Um, Sheffield won against Newcastle. They picked up their their first three points. So form says Sheffield could could do Tottenham over. Uh, Tottenham are another team who going into the Christmas period were absolutely on fire. We were like like you said earlier, we were talking about these are uh, uh, being potential title contenders, and and over the Christmas period they've they've dropped really really dropped off. Um, Kane and Son have, have been absolutely firing on all cylinders, and then all of a sudden, nothing. Mm. But yeah, Tottenham have got to, Tottenham have got to beat Sheffield United. I think Sheffield United's win over Newcastle was a was a blip. Um, yeah, I see Tottenham picking up three points, and I see it happening handily. I think maybe three four nil. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, we already did predictions for Liverpool, Manchester United. You said 1-0 uh, to Liverpool, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I think I said 3-2 to Liverpool. Um, the The sneaky game here uh, of the weekend, Manchester City versus Crystal Palace. This is also a big game this week because it, a victory could see Manchester City go up to second place, um, potentially depending on how the results shake out. Um, and they still have a game in hand. Uh, Mags, I, I, as as much as I hate it, I, I mean, I got to go with Manchester City here. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Uh, seven wins on the bounce. Uh, the best defense in the league by a long, long way. Uh, not so much uh, uh, as deadly as they used to be in, in terms of attack, uh, but I think they've got enough firepower to put uh, put a weak Palace side away. So, yeah, I've, I've got to agree. It's probably going to be 1-0 again, uh, but it's three that points. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but look at the table. You, you've got... 
five potential teams who could end this weekend in second place. That's mental. I, yeah. I, you, I just can't. I can't understand how this season is going. <laughs> It, it's certainly once again we, we, we've said it before we'll say it again it's certainly been a season for the for the books uh it's been an absolutely bonkers season um but with uh the new year uh comes new challenges uh comes new stories we will keep you posted right here as we always do here on radio techers um we'll 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 come back this weekend We'll cover one of the games. It could be Liverpool versus uh, Manchester United. I guess Mags and I will we'll decide here shortly which one we'll, we'll be watching I along. Mean, that's, Liverpool versus Man United seems a, a fine game to, to watch for me. But you know what I hate? I hate that we've done three watch along. If we do Manchester United Liverpool, it'll be the third Liverpool watch along in a row. And every time we've done a watch along, <laughs> something horrible <laughs> happens. And I want to die. Do you think, afterward. Do you think we curse? Um, but the the only other option is watching City and Palace. Then, and that's nobody wants that. I mean, we could watch Everton, Aston Villa. I'll wake up at six to do it with you. Stephen might not. Stephen didn't make the show tonight. If you've missed Stephen, he'll be back. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's sat there. He's doing his John Cena impression. You just can't see <laughs> you him. Can't see, you can't see him. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could also, I guess we could also watch uh, Leicester Southampton, you know, if we wanted to do a Saturday recording, though you you are quite busy on Saturday, I believe. Um, uh, at, at that very time, is UFC card starts. So, yeah. yeah. Um, is, is, this isn't the. This can't be the McGregor Poirier fight, is it? No, it's uh, Calvin Qatar and uh, Max Holloway. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, that one's on ABC here in the states, I believe. That'll be that'll be quite uh, quite something. And, mm. and if it's on eight o'clock main card on eight o'clock, that means it's like two p.m. your time. That's not a bad card. It's not a bad. lunchtime, a lunchtime yeah. UFC. Yeah, on on primetime television, ABC apparently. That's what that's what I hear. Um, so we'll see what happens. And then I think, I think there's a midweek UFC as well on Wednesday, and then the Connor versus Poirier next weekend. Mm-hmm. And while I'm at it, uh, I gotta say, everybody who's out there listening or watching Radio Techers, make sure to check out the five round specials that uh, that's been going on. The special interviews that that have been going on. This has been very, very awesome content that y'all have been putting out over there. That that is absolutely all Carlos. The five round interview is is his baby. He's absolutely flourishing with it. Um, he's been interviewing uh, a lot of. Um, Young up and comers from uh, from the English scene, but he very recently interviewed his biggest one so far, and that's uh, Dean Thomas, who is the who was the head coach at uh, American Top Team, I think, uh, and he was the coach for uh, Tyron Woodley when Tyron Woodley won his uh, his UFC title. He's also fought in the UFC as well, so yeah, that is a real a really good interview. Well, mad props to Carlos. Uh, congratulations that you've been killing it. This has been an awesome ride watching what you guys do over at Five Rounds. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's legitimately how I get all my UFC news. Legitimately. <laughs> and, and, on, and on the regular show this week, uh, Mrs. Mags made her podcast debut as well when we watched uh, a UFC fight. She okay. was not impressed. She, she, no, she didn't enjoy not, it. Not a fight fan, no. She likes. She's a a, a plastic. 
she will watch like the the big fights. But uh, we had her watching Connor versus Eddie Alvarez, and she's not a Connor McGregor fan at all. So uh. all, all sure she was like, I can't stand him. Look how cocky he is. <laughs> It was good fun. Good, great times. Well, there you go. Even more reason to watch uh, this week's episode of, uh, or listen to these, this week's episode of Five Rounds. Um, well, Mags, I can't think of anything else. Um, I, uh, I mean, did did you have a goal this week or a, a goal of the week or a goal of the show or a, a player of the show that you would like to nominate? Okay. Um I, I personally don't, but you, if you go, feel free to go ahead. <laughs> okay, so for goal of the show, I went with uh, Alex Iwobi for Everton. He's uh, it was a, a very low cross coming into the box, and he uh, he hit it with the inside of his boot, but was able to get outside curl, which was phenomenal uh, from about eighteen yards, which was a great goal. Uh, for player of the of the the week, I've actually gone for another manager. I've gone for uh, Chris Wilder. I think getting uh, the first win on the board for for uh, Sheffield United. And we, everybody loves Sheffield United. Um, we really kind of feel bad that they're the whipping boys of the league. And Chris Wilder is, is such a great guy. Um, so yeah, I've, I've gone with him getting the three points. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it just made me smile seeing Sheffield finally get a win. I, 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 I'm happy for you that you like Sheffield United <laughs> and Chris Wilder that much. I personally don't don't uh, I I don't see what's uh, what's so great about the man, but uh, you know it's <laughs> it's, it's the underdog, I suppose. He he, he it's the underdog. Sheffield Sheffield United is eternally the underdog. Yes, yeah, so I, I mean, yeah, very much so. I, I can definitely see your point of view on that. Um, uh, I, I will say, probably for me, player of the show. Uh, player of the show would probably be Phil Foden for actually keeping Manchester United's title hunt uh, on course here. I mean, they were on track to, uh, you know, have a, a bump in the road. Uh, but uh, thanks to his goal, um, he was, uh, he was able to lift Manchester, uh, Mr. Manchester city and keep them in the title hunt. Um, goal of the show. I'll agree with you. Awobi's goal uh, was, was quite swell. Um <laughs> So yeah, no good times, um, uh, guys. This is it for Radio Techers. Um, just a quick, short announcement. Um, we like doing these Wednesday shows. I I like doing the Wednesday shows. Um, but as as a personal update for all of y'all, because I think it, it would only be fair. Um, I've moved and uh, and and I'm going back to school right now. Uh, so doing a Wednesday night show is, is awfully hard, and uh, obviously it's been awfully hard. Uh, for, for Mags, I'm sure, because he has to be up uh, until what two thirty, almost three, uh, in, in the morning. Um, so, as, as for right now, we're doing a little bit of a pause on the Wednesday shows. <laughs> we're still going to give you Champions League coverage. We're still going to talk about the Champions League games when we do our watch longs and our weekend shows. Um, 
but uh and we'll we'll more likely than not be able to cover the the champions league finals i'm sure we will uh when that happens but for right now we're just going to take a quick pause on the midweek shows we'll still be getting you the regular radio techers content as it rolls out on the weekend so have no fear we're not going anywhere just want to let you guys know for now this will be a little bit of a, a a break here as far as the the wednesday show We'll see what we can do about reincorporating more shows in the future, I'm sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the fact is, real life has to come first, and uh, it's, it would be unfair on on Tanner if um, the, 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 the added pressure of, of producing this show, uh, as well as the, all the, 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 the studying he, he is doing, going back to, going back to school and, and pursuing his, his, uh, his career, it, it's unfair to expect that of him. So it's absolutely, um, it's on pause. It's not uh, a goodbye. It's a, it's an au revoir, I suppose. <laughs> well, I, I, I appreciate that, Mags. <laughs> an au revoir. I like that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we, we will definitely still be doing a lot more radio techer stuff. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we can, uh, uh, find a way to still continue to roll out even more content as, as we go throughout, uh, throughout the week, which is a little bit of a, a little bit of a midweek, a, a pause on the midweek stuff for now. Um, but, um, yeah, Mags, um, I appreciate you coming on as always. No, Steven, this, this show, obviously, uh, or, or yes, he was here doing the John Cena impersonation. Um, <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you'd like to, to tell the lovely people out there? Um, just go and check out all our content that we put out. We we both work really hard in uh, in providing this in providing content for you guys. Uh, go, so go and definitely check out uh, Headlock Talk. That show is absolutely amazing. And um, if you've got time, go and check out one of my many, 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 many podcasts. Yeah, Mags, no joke, is is the hardest working man in all of podcasting. He 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 will say that he's not, um, but uh, he, I'm just I'm just the talent who shows up. It's I mean, the, you, the hard work behind the scenes from other people. I mean, I did win awards over Christmas. It's not going to lie, multiple podcasting awards. Yeah, uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you, multiple podcasting awards. Uh, no, yeah, I mean he Mags is doing his third show of the day here, and it is in the wee hours of the morning. So this man is is truly dedicated. Check out Five Rounds. Check out Badlands. Check out Chain Wrestling, which is uh, I mean I've I've really enjoyed that concept. I've I've even voted f- uh, for for some of the topics uh, multiple oh, times. Awesome. Uh, so I mean I, I really enjoy what you guys are doing, and uh, I hope that. Uh, that, that you guys continue to do uh, exactly what it is that you're doing on all of your shows, really and truly. Um, uh, for you guys out there, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you, of course, for always supporting the show. Uh, we get asked this a lot. How do we support the how, – how can you support the show even more? Uh, obviously, we, got, we gave you that, that Podgo uh, code earlier. So if you're an NBA fan, go and check that out, podgo.co uh, slash NBA for up to 75% off definitely check that out um but you know if you're like hey i don't want to spend any money i I just want to help support the show 
Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to the show uh, on, on in podcast. Comment. Whether, leave a comment. Comment. Leave a comment. Tell us what you want us uh, to talk about. This show is just as much yours as it is ours. So mm-hmm. leave a comment. Hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to Shooting the Sports Ish here on YouTube or on Twitch. Sub, uh, subscribe to um, uh, Radio Techers uh, on podcast form, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Uh, subscribe there. And I know that it uh, it's it's just a little bit to ask but if you just take the quick moment it it literally takes less than a minute hit the five star button for r- rating and review and leave us a comment in our review section tell us what you think of radio techers we greatly appreciate you guys for tuning in just a Absolutely. little bit goes a long way to supporting what we do here um <laughs> But yeah, Mags, uh, it's been fun once again getting a chance to talk with you. Uh, we haven't gotten a chance back to do in the that. Saddle. Back, back in the saddle. In the once- saddle. <laughs> back in the saddle once again. Um, but, but yeah, um, I, I ran out of Aerosmith references. Uh, <laughs> so so we'll, we'll we'll chat again. We'll see each other again this weekend. You guys, until then, take care. And enjoy the rest of your day. Bye bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you.